0: Welcome to the Big Apple Collective with Caveman and Seppo. Today we'll be previewing Week 8 of the NFL season with the Tennessee Titans at the Cincinnati Bengals, showing you the best bets to make and the stats and numbers to back this up. As always, we're sponsored by Black Swan Bets. Get on to BlackSwanBets.com for all your tipping needs across a variety of sports. Black Swan Bets Smart Stake takes all the hassle out of betting, giving an algorithmed approach for you to expand your wallet. This week is a special gift to our listeners. Black Swan Bets are giving 50% off the first month just by using the code UPHELP. That's A-P-P-E-L, all capitals. It's a great offer. Get on. Now, Titans at Bengals. Boy, the Bengals have been getting some backdoor covers this year. I think they might do it again. I love the Bengals in this one as the line
1: has been creeping up. Uh, I believe it started around five and a half, and now it's all the way to seven. I really can't wait for it to get to seven and a half and hammer that plus. The Tennessee defense has not been playing great, and the Bengals offense has been better than expected, especially the offensive line. Very surprised Joe Burrow has not been running for his life most weeks.
0: Absolutely, and it looks like that offensive line is starting to get a wee bit healthier as well. There has been a lot of injuries there. Joe Mixon is expected to return, I believe, this week as well, which is going to be a big help. Geo couldn't do a lot by himself last week, but Mixon being back in the fold really does lean towards that dual threat type of game that they've got going there. I'm a big fan of both the Bengals and the Over in this game. Now, this is going to be another one of those games that is weather-affected. We're looking at 15-mile winds with gusts up to 25 miles per hour, which is on the lower end of our big weather-affected games. Doesn't look to be any rain coming through for this one. So that's why I'm... Still looking at getting to the mark on the over here.
1: I don't mind that kind of weather in this game, as both Cannon Hill and Burrow, especially Burrow growing up in Ohio, and Cannon Hill being a, a Texas and Florida guy, can play in some slightly inclement weather. It's not too cold, so... I don't like there being too many drops and weather-related issues in this game. The Bengals' defense hasn't been able to stop anyone at all all year since the first week, and that was because the Chargers had the wrong quarterback in there.
0: Absolutely. If we look at the spreads so far this season, the Bengals are 5-2, 71% against the spread, while the Titans are 2-4, 33%. Only getting to that window two times, you know that 's not really good enough for a five and one team. They started off the season was it the first three or first four games separated by less than six points
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, they 've really matured a wee bit, obviously they took a a hard loss last week against the Steelers a game they should have at least moved to extra time. That's going to happen when you've got a kicker who's already missed six field goals this season.
1: Yeah, some of these teams with their kicking, it's just a shame... I can see this happening in the playoffs for this team, that their kicking is really going to hold them back. Uh, Gatzkowski is past it. I don't, don't know why they trusted him. If Bill Belichick isn't interested in a kicker, usually it doesn't work out other than Adam Vinatieri for a few years, I guess.
0: Yeah, so one thing on this game here, this is going to be the first Titans away game since September. The Titans did not play away football in October. Over a month without an away game. We haven't really seen them. We've seen a lot of what they can do away from home. Their last away game, they just managed to get past a poor Minnesota team, still not covering the spread against them. Before that, at the Broncos, who were
1: not very good early in the season and only winning by two. So I have to agree that they've not shown up away and have not had to go away too much which is part of why I can see them not doing very well away and keeping whatever lead they have. I can see them being up and late and then giving up the touchdown with a minute left, two minutes left.
0: Mike Vrabel, (laughs) as a coach, he does not care about the spread. As long as he gets that win by a point he's happy to walk away with that. He doesn't want to go out there and put 30 points on the team he just wants to get back with that W. Drew Locke is the only quarterback who has not thrown two touchdowns against this Titans defense.
1: Wow. Every
0: other quarterback has thrown at least two touchdowns against them. You know, that, that, that's a lot. That's one of the only teams where that's the case.
1: For sure. And it's not like they've been playing against amazing quarterbacks. That includes Minshew and Cousins in back-to-back weeks.
0: Yeah, so I can definitely see that trend continuing with Burrow, who's shown a lot of potential, especially considering he's really starting to get solid core around him with that receiving core. AJ Green has really flashed his talent again over the last couple of weeks, and he's starting to get into the act. He's getting quite a good rapport going with Burrow at the moment, which just gives him an absolute wide array of options here you know you've got Boyd out of the slot who's fantastic the rookie T Higgins is incredible AJ Green obviously that big red zone threat John Ross uh, he's been injured he probably doesn't make the roster for this one he's been a bit of a disappointment ever since he broke that record at the combine But he's a fast guy that can do a lot. And don't underestimate Auden Tate either. Again, he's got a little bit of an injury cloud going. But this is some receiving core they have here. They could rival the Dallas Cowboys for one of the best receiving cores in the NFL.
1: I agree, and part of it is Tate being that fourth option. That is an amazing fourth option. He'd be a solid number three in a lot of these teams. A team like Atlanta would love to have him as a three other than Russell Gage, although Russell Gage has been playing better as of late. The Bengals are just missing that tight end. If Tyler Eifert were still the player he once was and they still had him, this team's offense would be incredible. So hopefully in the offseason, they can... Replace Drew Sample, who is a backup or even a third-string tight end at best. Yeah. Rizoma's not bad, but more of a matchup week week-to-week kind of guy than a everyday starter.
0: Absolutely. And talking about tight ends, Jonu Smith. Love me some Jonu Smith against the Bengals. The Bengals' defense have... Absolutely leaked yards, receptions, and touchdowns to the tight end position. I love to score a touchdown to for Johnny to Smith
1: happen. this week. I think I like the touchdown more than receptions with the yards, depending on what it drops at.
0: Absolutely. Uh, the touchdown for John U. Smith, I think we were looking at six over four.
1: That's fine. I just like it because it's above two compared to the one nine, one eight. That you're gonna get with receptions and the yards seeing this game going over he has to get in there although 35 and a half receiving yards is pretty good
0: it is like i i like the 35 and a half i like the touchdown i might even look at combining the two of those tyler boyd has a great matchup this week versus chris jackson over 62 and a half yards for Tyler Boyd. He seems to just go over his total every single week. So Boyd looks like a great matchup here. And he's still so already getting open. Oh, he's incredible. AJ Green actually has a mismatch against Malcolm Butler. I don't know if I can get to the window on the 50.5 yards. Oh, reception are better. Yeah, I can see AJ Green get it, taking advantage of that mismatch that he has on Butler. They
1: looked for him short a lot last game, so I look for that to continue. Of trying to build a rapport with the short passes and him getting eight targets. Whether he catches the ball five times or four or three is up for debate, but I definitely see eight or more targets for AJ Green.
0: Speaking of AJ, AJ Brown, over 64 and a half yards. He is the absolute go to receiver in this lineup. Tannehill loves getting him some brown there, and I just see that continuing this week. He gets a good matchup 64 and 64.5. He's a guy that can break that off in the first quarter, go in to sleep for bet. two quarters, and then come back and break 100 in the fourth.
1: Yeah, in saying that, I love the over there, over Johnny Smith and under Corey Davis for that SGM with that tote over that should be quite tasty as far as a number as you love putting overs with unders together it really bumps it up.
0: Oh absolutely you almost have to own an SGM or else you're not gonna get the value out of it. For sure. Just having that one under that you're
1: confident with helps a whole lot as very seldomly do you go whole bunch of unders in one over. Yeah.
0: Now obviously Derek Henry has a great matchup. I can't take Derrick Henry when the number is 100. Too much. If someone needs to go over 100 yards for me, I need to be getting more than 2 to 1. Mm-hmm. And it's as simple as that. I think he's probably going to do it because he's Derrick Henry. He's going to get fed the ball, and it's a great matchup for him. But I can't take 100 yards unless I'm getting better odds. Exactly. I mean, I
1: would think I wouldn't even do it until it's 2.2 kind of a thing. as You could have a great game and get 24 rushes for 98 yards and the Titans win and you still lose.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Big Appell Collective brought to you in association with Black Swan Bets. We hope you enjoyed our content. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our page so we can continue to bring you more amazing videos. And remember, Black Swan Bets is giving 50% off the first month when you make a purchase with the code APPELL. That's A-P-P-E-L, all capitals. Get on to BlackSwanBets.com. And as always, folks, please gamble responsibly.